All right, you guys, you asked for it. And so I'm going to just give you a little mini free training on how to make your first hire and maybe in the future manage a team. So I actually get this question a lot. I just forget to write it down and (laughs) schedule it in my podcasting brain dump sheet. So I'm glad that I asked you guys on Instagram. And once again, if you ever have any questions on anything that you would love for me to expand the podcast, when I have the free time, please let me know, DM me. I would love to get that feedback and know what you guys are looking into. Welcome to the Hello CEO podcast, the show that is going to propel your business forward one week at a time by putting you back in the CEO chair where you belong. I'm your host, Alora Rochelle, and in two years, I built a successful six-figure wedding photography business, and I'm going to tell you exactly how I did it. My style is giving it to you just like a business coach, straight, raw, and real. So if you're a photographer, creative, or business owner looking to market, grow, and scale your business fast, keep listening, tag me on Instagram stories that you're listening, and let's dive in. This is actually module five, though, of my wedding CEO course coaching mastermind. It's just it's so good. The fifth actual module is all about outsourcing, building a team and having passive income streams because we have to end on a really good note. Right. And you also don't want to be doing all the things all the time. I hope and I'm pretty sure that this is like one of the only programs that literally takes you from A to Z and then leaves it on a point where you can put it in somebody else's hands and say, I don't want to do that anymore. That is my hope and dream. Probably won't be for long. But anyways, I digress. So you're at a point in your life where you want to outsource some things, okay? And you're probably like, where to start? I know I'm overwhelmed. I'm burnt out. I don't want to do this or I do like to do this, but I don't know for how long. Let's brainstorm a little bit of like a matrix. If you don't know what a matrix is, just make a big old tic-tac-toe board, right? Isn't that it? Oh, wait, no, maybe not. Okay, make a plus. (laughs) Make a very big plus sign. Please take out a piece of paper because this is going to be something we're working on together. It's like we're in a classroom. It's circle time. Just love this with me. So you're at a point and you're like, okay, there are some things that I either really like to do or only I can do, things that I don't want to do and I don't know how to do. And so those are going to be the things that you outsource. But unless you have it, I don't know, just for me, pen to paper, if you have an iPad with a pencil and you're super fancy, feel free to flush that out. Or, you know, use Canva, I guess. You can use Canva and type it if your handwriting's really sloppy. But like I said, I'm a pen to paper girl. So pen to paper is just going to be my go-to. So if you do other things, just kind of replace it with what you would rather do. Okay, so make that big old plus size matrix. And it's going to be four columns, right? And so the first one will be things that only you can do. The second one will be things that you like to do, you're indifferent about, you're neutral about. And then the bottom on the left will be things you don't want to do. And then the last one will be things you don't know how to do. And so think about your business and all of the ways that you're doing all the things, all the things. And you really don't know how much you're doing until you write it out because it's always in your head, at least for me anyway. When I write things out, I'm like, yo, I do a lot. Like I do 15 tasks. I wear 15 hats in this business. That is insane. So for example, for me, only I can do would be, you know, shoot the wedding for my clients. Okay. If you plan on building an associate team, of course, you can delegate that. But at your price point, 
only you can shoot those weddings at their price point. Only they can. Only I can record this podcast. There's not a lot of things that only I can do, to be honest. Everything else can be delegated. But this is just to get things going and seeing what you would like to outsource, what maybe you want to budget for outsourcing in the future, or maybe things that you just don't want to learn and you just want to hand that over to somebody. Because I feel like that about a lot of things, especially in the education industry. It's like a never-ending I don't know. It just never ends. It's literally like, what is that? The sinking sand and the sand just keeps sinking. But you're like, where am I going? That's exactly what it's like in the education coaching business. But anyways, write those things out. There's not a lot of things, believe it or not, that only you can do. Think about things that you like to do, but don't necessarily have to do. And that could be posting on Instagram. Some people enjoy posting on Instagram. You know, managing your social media, managing your emails, anybody can do that. You can like to do it or you're just indifferent about it, whatever. Whatever you feel like in this box makes sense. And the next thing I would say is something you don't want to do, which there are a lot of things that I don't want to do. And so I would put them all here. And that's obviously going to be like, (laughs) probably should outsource this pretty soon before you get burnt out. Um, And the last column, don't know. So things that you really don't understand. It could be anything. It also could be if this is for photography, I'm thinking about this for people that want to be like educators in the future. But if it's for photography, you could say this could be your clue to kind of like invest in education on these things. Like, I don't know, you don't know how to shoot film, but you want to learn to shoot film. You want to maybe get into like hybrid shooting where you do video and photo. And so maybe you should probably invest in a course that teaches you how to do both and, you know, not lose files and not lose your mind. But yeah, flesh that out. And then come back to it and see what things you really, really just don't want to do and you want to just get rid of and budget for that monthly, budget for it weekly, whatever works best for you. And this is like a good place to start. I really believe in structuring things and systemizing them if you don't know from listening to my episodes. But I think this will be a quick win and it'll be a good place for you to kind of understand what you do and don't want to do maybe three to five years from now or even within the year. Maybe you want to outsource it by this year and hats off to you for getting a jump start on that. And then for job description and like figuring out what you're going to hire for. So let's say you know for sure what you don't want to do anymore. Let's just say social media management. I want a social media manager or I want a VA to help me with my bookings, my calls, my emails, organizing your emails, um, sending invoices. Like VAs can literally do anything you train them to do. And you're like, these are the things I don't want to do in my photography business. And I really just want someone to like do that for me. So I don't know, I can go to the grocery store and have an invoice sent at the same time. So the first thing that I would suggest is figuring out all those roles and all those things that you want them to do and making a job description, saying that you're seeking someone that is, you know, a self-starter, go-getter, whatever else you feel the qualities they have to have to like kind of work well with your team and your vision, you know, your core values, your mission. I know it's deep, but I'm sorry, I'm just like quoting things that I've already mentioned on the coaching, but Make sure you have those things fleshed out. If you don't know what your business stands for and the kind of people that you want on your team, like kind of imagine the personality that they need to have. Do you want them to be intuitive? Do you want them to be passive? Do you want them to be aggressive? Do you want them to be able to not bother you with things that they could Google? You know, do you like handholding and doing step-by-step things or do you want them to just take it off your hands? Be very clear about that so that way you attract the right people. And then when you do the interviews, They're not shocked by your expectations of them. I really believe in setting expectations in the beginning so you don't have to write apologies later or you don't have to make a fire immediately and feel like you're in a really bad position. And as someone who's probably hired like 10 to 20 VAs in the past, I tell you what, it is crazy out there. And it could have been too because 
I was just messaging them saying, oh, can you work for me? Instead of like having a job description and having a job posting that they could refer to. And I've done all the things. I've done the DMing. I've done the messaging. I've had people message me. And the ones that messaged me actually worked much better in my business than when I approached them. I don't know if that's like a psychological thing, but definitely something to think about. But anyway, the job posting. So making sure it's very clear the type of person that this is the perfect fit for. And then also those expectations that you had laid out. Like this person will be responsible with organizing my emails, sending invoices, following up with clients, you know, whatever else things that you just can't, right? And don't make it so overwhelming to the fact they would want to quit within like the first 10 minutes of working with you because you're giving them like 30 tasks in an hour. Be very flexible and be very graceful because VAs, usually have a bunch of other clients as well. And so this is something you can kind of dip your toe in eventually until you're ready to have an employee that only works on your business and helps you plan goals with you and just wants to see your company together succeed. And there's like a lot of things that go into this, but for the sake of this episode, I want to make sure we just start with the basics first. So figuring out that, the job posting, the expectations, and then also at the very bottom, listing what they need to be well-versed in, like must have experience with this platform, that platform. And then, you know, maybe this platform preferred, but also willing to train. If you're willing to train, if you're not, don't put that. And then a little trick question at the very bottom. And this one gets a lot of people. It really does because not everybody reads job postings to the end, which blows my mind. I'm so thorough. When I used to apply places, I was like, I need to Google them. I need to research their company because I know they're going to ask, what do you know about me and my company? And I would just do so much crazy research. But for this, include a little fun question or a statement like must list your favorite book or a video, or tell me your favorite quote, tell me, you know, something that inspires you, like something there where they literally have to read to the bottom. And if they don't answer it, then you know that they don't have any attention to detail, or they rush through things without looking them over. And that's probably someone you don't want on your team. So you're welcome saving you a lot of heartache and a lot of hundreds of dollars wasted. And so now that you have put out your job posting, the interview process. And so make sure you have a list of questions that you're going to ask them. And it could be about them. I prefer to do at least one to two to three interviews. (laughs) I'm a little bit much, but they do start falling off like flies. (laughs) towards the end because some people just like want the job and they want that satisfaction but if you want this person to be with you longer than a month or two you're gonna want you know to make sure they're in it for the long haul and not for the quick buck so you know asking them questions about themselves and seeing like you know just getting to know them asking questions that even dive into the company a little bit like what do you know about my brand what do you know about my business what can you offer that no one else can, you know, and then maybe the next interview could be in person or it could be FaceTime, whatever you feel, FaceTime, uh, Zoom, whatever, as long as the face is seen. And you can ask them more about like how to handle certain situations. Like, well, what would you do in this situation if this happened? Or like name a time where you had worked with an unpleasant boss or, you know, there's just there's so many things that you could really talk about that let you know with their answer how they would handle a crisis in your business or how they think. Are they a type of fight or flight or are they proactive? And they're like, well, I would take matters in my own hands and fix it or 
I would call you to see if it's okay if I did this or they would just, you know, you'll figure that out when they answer it. So I feel like this is a really good one. And then the third one is kind of like offering them the job. <laughs> and I did this with my associates and they were just kind of like, what? <laughs> but it was not really an interview. I kind of asked some more questions to kind of confirm what I was already thinking in the previous interviews. And unbeknownst to them, I was already going to offer them the job, but just kind of being funny and asking questions to get to know them better, like see if I like their vibe, their personality, just like their overall presence in person. Because yes, FaceTime and Zoom is like, it is them, but something is different about in person. And if you understand through the pandemic, like Zoom calls with family and friends is not the same as getting to hug them in person. So asking deeper questions, deeper business questions, so that way you know through and through their character, how they approach things, really bad things and really good things. And then, you know, do what you feel. If you really want to do another interview and you're like, nope, this is not enough, you have the flexibility to do that. I've heard of people doing five to six interviews to getting the right person, but that person stayed with them for 10 years. So think about those things and how you want your business to operate and what you're looking for and make that assumption unique to your business in the way that you want to do that. So now that you've hired them, this is where you find out if you are a CEO or not. Ah, ha, ha. Uh, SOPs. <laughs> Do you know what they are? They are standard operating procedures, and it is basically a step-by-step -step look into how you run your business from start to finish. You should be able to hand this over to somebody and they should know exactly what to do and do it exactly the way you do it. That is how you do an amazing SOP. So for me, I do best when I'm talking and showing. So I do Loom videos for training and I walk through all the software. I even talk through and go through pages and profiles and just explaining in depth like how I would do things. And of course, I use my podcast voice because it has to be a pleasant experience for them. No more Wendy's interview videos, okay? I had to sit through like five hours of Wendy's videos and I wanted to die and I had to memorize every single thing that they said. Ugh, 19-year-old me, it does get better, I promise. <laughs> but anyways, so this is basically the entire process. And then after, you know, I would definitely give them at least a week or two on training if they're running like day-to-day -day business and daily tasks, give them at least a week or two. Some people want 30 days in the business to really show like what they can do and their expertise, but I think it doesn't take very long to figure out how people operate self-sufficiently. And I'm very hands-off about a lot of things. I'm, I'm not a delegator. I'm not a micromanager. I'm not the type of person that checks in like, hey, did you do this? Hey, did you do that? No, that does not thrill me. That does not bring me peace. That No, I just want someone to tell me EOD, end of day. Hey, I worked on this and this, and I look forward to working again in the morning on this and this. And that's it. That is all. Give me a report, okay? Because I'm too busy doing other things and keeping children alive and food on the table and making whatever else that has to go on the creative side of my business going. I'm not gonna be delegating. I'm not gonna be micromanaging people to see if they're doing their job. And if they don't prove themselves over a certain period of time, then you know we will make that decision. But giving them a trial run and saying, hey, how do you think about working, you know, on a trial basis for like a week or two to see if we're a great fit and then offer them the job on a trial based offer. And so once you do that, then you can kind of feel like you're in control, of course, and then that everybody's on the same page here. Like this is not a for sure thing. And you want that flexibility to like find the right fit without having to hire someone and then fire someone and hire someone and then fire someone or hire someone and then feel so bad 
that you hired them, that you won't fire them. And then your business is not even moving forward. And then you end up doing the tasks that they did not do. And let me tell you, I've done all of these things so I can speak to it. So if you are at a place in your business where you're bringing enough income and you can hire, congratulations. It's time for you to upgrade from employee to CEO. It's time to delegate the things that do not spark joy, like the KonMari method, okay? I think you have to do that in business all the time. Like, you know what? This does not spark joy. Therefore, I am delegating it to someone else. Hats off to you. Because a lot of people get so caught up in the I have to do everything phase of their business that they never grow. And growth really happens when you get rid of the things that just drain you. Like, I feel like I'm a visionary and I'm seeking an integrator, someone that doesn't have to be the face of the business, but does all the little details and tasks that help the business run. And then I can just show up. You know, I'm not interested in details. I'm not a details person. I'm a systems person. I want to see how it works and maybe set it up and forget about it. But I'm not into checking into the day-to-day tasks. And so that is why I believe everybody should hire a VA just a taste so they can experience what it's like to have that little bit of freedom. Like hiring my social media manager and my podcast manager has literally taken pounds off of my shoulders, literally pounds of weight. I feel, I feel so free already that one day I don't have to log in and look at the screen and be like, what should I post? What should I post? Because it'll already be scheduled for the month. Could you imagine that? If you hate social media as much as I am starting to? Ugh. But congratulations. And I hope this episode served you well. It's not super detailed, but I feel like it's just enough to get you started in making your first mini job posting, Instagram posting, DM me if you want, scrappy getting started to seeing if you can find a VA that will give you that little just... Ugh, that little freedom that you need. And then eventually when you have systems going and your SOPs and all that great stuff together, you can hire a full-on team and manage them well to the point where you're only working a day or two a week and being totally fine with that. Could you imagine? It's amazing. Now, for managing the associates, I think that's going to have to be a whole episode on its own, but not to worry. I am actually doing a training on this in a summit that's coming soon, I think in like a month or two, but it's going to be great and I can't wait. And I hope you guys will tune in there and I will offer a link, of course, when it's time, but I will full on flesh out hiring the right associate team, little gist of like my teaching style, if you don't already know my teaching style, but with slides, okay? (laughs) That's what you want. You want the visuals. I learn best when I'm reading something while somebody else is reading it. Is that just me or anybody else? I don't know. I learn better when I follow along. I don't know what taught me that. There must have been something that taught me that as a child. But nonetheless, I hope you got some takeaways, some quick tidbits, and something that you can just get started this week if you want. The world is your oyster, you know? And all it takes is just a little bit of strategy a little bit of systemizing and implementation. Okay, it's a lot of stuff. It just takes <laughs> it takes a lot of work, but no, a lot of little details that come together <sighs> for you to implement that thing. Do the thing. Hire the VA. Hire the team. You'd be surprised how much you could get done having hours and hours of freedom instead of luring over something and being like, "Ugh, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. I do that about so many other things in my life and for my business now, I'm not going to do that anymore. So 
Anyway, I will be in your earbuds next week. And thank you for tuning into the podcast. If you love what you're listening to so far, feel free to write a review and rate it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I would appreciate it so, so much so other people can find it. And I hope you have an amazing week. Bye.